it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that it is never void of power. And so as I step back, I thank you for the Holy Spirit stepping up so that every word that is said will be filled with faith, it will be filled with power, and it will be filled with conviction. And I thank you in advance for signs, miracles, and wonders following this word and that our lives will be changed for the better. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Let everybody say amen. Amen, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Today I have another shotgun message that I know is going to boost your faith and take you to another spiritual level. Just look at your neighbor and say, your life is about to change. Now, this message was birthed from a conversation that I had with a member last week after church. They had been struggling to pass an important test that they needed to advance their career. And after taking the test several times, and this test was costing about almost $300 a pop, after taking it so many times, they became discouraged. And they came to me and they said, Pastor, uh, what do I do? And, uh, you know, I began to ask questions like, you know, did you study? Questions like, you know, did you get a tutor? And every question that I put out there, they said, yes, I've done that. So finally, after not really having a natural answer, I said, well, let me pray about it and I'll get back with you next week. Well, I begin to pray about it, and uh, the thing that the Lord showed me not only is going to help that person, but it's going to help us. And what he said to me was, they need to believe me. So our message title this morning is Start Believing. Everybody say, Start Believing. Start believing, and uh, if you have your Bibles, I want you to find Romans 10, Romans 10, we're going to look at verse 9, and then John chapter 20, verse 24. That was Romans 10, 9, and then John 20, 24, and I'm going to give you a lot of scripture, but I'm not going to ask you to turn to all of it, because I'm going to start from scratch, because see, one thing you're going to see about learning how to believe is that it takes your life from being impossible to possible. Once you learn how to believe, then anything that you desire to do in life that's a part of God's will, not only will you achieve it, but you will receive it. So in, uh, in, John, in Romans 10, we're going to start, start there. And so I'm going to start at the beginning by using questions to help us get clarity on what it takes to believe. Now, Here's the first question I want to start out with. What is the Bible definition of the word believe? Okay? And if you're taking notes, the Bible definition means uh, to accept something as being factual or true. When the Bible uses the word believe, it means to accept something as factual and something as true. 
which now helps me understand what unbelief is. Because if believing means to accept something as factual and something as true, then unbelief means to not accept something to be true and factual. And many times we're flowing more in unbelief than we are belief. And the only way to access the promises of God is that we have to stay on the believing side. Now, I have a question. Uh, who in this room would consider themselves extremely shy? Raise your hand if you're an extremely shy person. All right. Uh, the shy person ain't going to raise their hand. Well, this lady, this young lady right here in this light blue shirt, she raised her hand. I saw her first. Uh, and so uh, I have a test for that young lady. See this man in this blue jacket right here? Stand up right here in the blue jacket. Uh, he has a $20 bill that he's going to give you. But the only way, he's going to give it to you. He might not look like he wants to give it to you, but he's going to give you a $20 bill. Because I gave it to him to give it to you. <laughs> but the only way you're going to get it is if you got to come down here and get it. But before you get it, you got to stand in front of everybody up here and clap three times. <laughs> Do you want to try that? Hmm? You too shy? Better help you on some gas money. You will walk out with $20 more than what you came in with. Come on, y'all encourage her. Y'all encourage her. Come on, you got to come on down. You're the next contestant on the 20 Bill is Right. What's your name, sweetie? Who? Sophie? Tiffany, <laughs> Tiffany, <laughs> Tiffany, can you just turn around and just clap three times for everybody? Give her the $20. Thank you. Y'all give Tiffany a big hand if you would. Now, belief says she had to trust the fact that he had $20 and that he was going to give it to her. So the proof that she believed that was that she came down and did it, regardless of how shy she was. She didn't look at the fact that her condition was shy. She looked at the fact that there was a reward on the other end. Okay? So when we don't believe, watch this now, that's why the Bible says faith without works is what? Now you can see that in order for us to prove that we have faith, there must be works behind it. Because we just saw that once a promise was given, instructions were there, she came down, and it showed us that she had faith by coming to do it. So now, believing means that you accept something as being factual and something that is true. Now here's the next question. Where does believing take place? All right? Romans 10, 9, you don't have to turn there. But it says, if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God is raised from the dead, you shall be saved. Verse 10 says this, for with the heart man believes. So believing takes place in the heart. Everybody say believing. believing. Takes, place takes place in the heart. Now, 
That means, watch this, believing is spiritual. Okay? Because we can't see our heart. Our hearts are spirit. So that means believing is spiritual. And if believing is spiritual, then we should need, watch this, the natural in order to believe. I'm going to say that again. If believing is spiritual, now let me ask you a question. Can you see spiritual things? No, the Bible says God is spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Now, we've never seen God, but he's real. So anything that's in the spirit realm cannot be seen in the natural realm. Therefore, if believing is in the spiritual realm, then that means we should not need anything in the natural realm in order to believe. Are you all with me so far? All right. So that means if I have to see or touch it, then I'm not believing God's way. Now, what way does believing take place? Go to John chapter 20. Go to John 20. I gave you that verse. What way does believing take place? Now, this story is going to make it very clear in the way believing takes place. In other words, I'm try- I want to show you the process in which believing takes place because once you learn how to believe, the Bible says that nothing will be impossible with you. John 20, look in verse 24. It says, but Thomas, one of the 12, called Didymus, he was not with Jesus or when Jesus came, verse 25. The other disciples therefore said unto him, we have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, except I will see his hands and the print of his nails. Everybody say, that's natural. He says, until I see the print of his nails and put my finger into the print of his nails and thrust my hand into his side. What's the next two words? I will, and then he uses the word not. He could have said, I will believe, but he says, I will not believe. Now, before we keep going, I want you to see that believing is an act of your will and has nothing to do with how you feel. I'm going to say that again. Believing is an act of your will and has nothing to do with how you feel. Notice what he said to to Thomas. uh, Thomas said, I will not believe. So our will is involved in believing God. So notice he says, I will not believe, verse 26. And after eight days, again, his, uh, his disciples were within, and Thomas was with them. Then came Jesus, the door being shut, and he stood in the midst. He said, Peace unto you. Then said he to Thomas, Reach here your finger. Behold my hands, reach here your hand, and thrust it into my side, and be not what? Faithless, but what? There it is. He said, listen, I don't need you to be without faith. I need you to be believing. And so then he begins to define what believing is at the spiritual level. He says in verse 28, and Thomas answered and said unto him, my Lord and my God, Jesus said in verse 29, Thomas Because you have seen me, you have believed. But blessed are they that have not seen, but yet what? Have believed. So that means it is possible to believe God without seeing nothing. It is possible to believe God without feeling nothing. Because many of us, we want to feel the Spirit. We want to feel him. Ooh, I feel those goosebumps up my arm. Well, maybe the air is too cold in here. He said, Thomas, blessed are those, happy are those who have not seen but yet believe. So there are two ways of believing. Here's the first one. 
And it's Thomas's way of believing, and that's the world's way. Everybody say the world's way. And then the second way of believing is Jesus' criteria, and that is the faith way. Everybody say the faith way. Now, Thomas's way of believing says, I must see it and feel it before I believe it. Jesus' way of believing says, we can believe without seeing it. So I'm going to give you my first point. Here's the first point this morning. Believing makes the impossible possible. Believing makes the impossible possible. Now go to Mark chapter 9. Go to Mark chapter 9. We're going to look in verse 23. Mark 9, 23. We're going to break this down because I'm going to show you that you and I have the ability to believe God at any time we want to. See, many of us, we have put a timeline or a time frame between us getting what God has said, watch this now, and believing what God has said. But I'm going to show you today that when you believe what God has said, then you have received what God has said. In other words, you don't have to have it in your hand for you to have it in your heart. Watch this now. Mark 9, look at verse 23. It says, and one of the multitudes said, I'm starting verse 17, and then I'm going to jump to 23. Verse 17 says, and one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto you my son, which has a dumb spirit. Look at your neighbor and say, do you have a dumb spirit? <laughs> you know, teenagers sometimes, they get that. Did you clean up your room? Huh? Dumb spirit. Did you do your homework? Homework? Dumb spirit. Well, this little boy had a dumb spirit. So they were dealing with a demonic thing here. And so verse 23, after Jesus dealt with it, he says unto them, he said to the man, if you can believe, what's the next word? All what? All things are what? Possible to him that what? Man, listen to what he said. He says, if you can believe, all things become possible to you. Now, that takes impossibilities into possibilities. And I don't know what, about you, but I don't want the potential of my life locked up in somebody else's hands. He said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believe it. Which means now that my believing defines my possibilities. Everybody say, my believing defines my possibilities. So now we got to get out of the blame game. The blame game says, the man didn't want me to have the job. Well, I'm 51 almost, and I'm still trying to figure out who the man is. My supervisor just don't want me to be promoted. Okay, so then watch this. You believe that the power for your promotion is coming from your supervisor. When the Bible says promotion doesn't come from man, it comes from God. So now I got to get out of the blame game and I got to say, listen, my promotion in life is not dependent upon a mere man. My promotion in life, watch this now, is dependent on how I believe. So how does believing take place? How does it take place? Because we see here that the way it happens is it happens in the heart 
and then I can't use natural things in order to help confirm my believing. So go to Mark 11. Go to Mark 11. We're doing real good here on time. Mark 11, because I'm going to show you something today that's going to change your life. See, I've gotten to the point in my life where no's don't bother me. Here's why no doesn't bother me. Because when I prayed about it, I got a yes. So do you really think that I'm going to let your natural no change my spiritual yes? Not at all. But so many of us, we're caught up in the natural. We need signs. Lord, let it rain at 3 o'clock p.m. How many know the devil can make it rain? Lord, if I'm going to get this promotion, uh, let me wake up in the middle of the night and crave some broccoli. That's getting close to that dump spirit, ain't it? <laughs> I'm just playing right there. Mark 11. Look at Mark 11. How does believing take place? I wish I knew this when I was a kid. Because I'm, I, I'm looking back and I'm wondering what else I could have achieved in life had I known information like this. Watch this. It says in verse, uh, verse 21. And Peter Colin remembers, now this is after Jesus had cursed a fig tree. He says, behold, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. And Jesus answering said unto them, have faith in God. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and will not doubt in his heart, but shall what class? But shall believe, and where does believing take place? Okay, let's just put that in there. But shall believe in their heart. That those things, watch this now, which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Verse 24, therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire. So listen, don't get upset when you see people with some things you don't have. Because maybe they use their faith and their believing to get those things. Let me tell you something, too. If you, don't, if you can't get happy over somebody else's things, then guess, guess what? You'll never get it. Because, see, that's called haterism. Here's the thing about hating that most people don't know. When you hate on what somebody has, what you're saying to God is, I don't ever want that. You hating on somebody's husband, you're saying, God, I don't ever want one. You will never receive what you hate. Amen. Watch this now. Therefore, I say unto you what things soever you desire when you pray. What's the next word? Believe, Believe that you what? Receive. Receive them. Read it with me. And you shall have them. Now, that word receive doesn't mean what you think. There are two primary words in the Bible or definitions in the Bible for the word receive, okay? In the, in the Greek, the Bible was written in Greek. The New Testament was written in Greek. And uh, there are two main Greek words for the word receive there. And one of the words receive is the word dekamaya. Everybody say dekamaya, okay? Now, I don't know how to spell dekamaya, but, but there is a Greek word called dekamaya. 
And that word decamiah means to accept something. And so he said that if I pray and whatever I desire, if I believe that I receive them, I shall have them. That word receive is not the word accept. And that's why most people don't, believe, don't get what they believe for because they think that when he says believe you receive, they think that means to accept. It doesn't mean accept. In other words, when you receive Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you have accepted him into your heart. See, acceptance is passive. So I'm going to give a little illustration of, of uh, Decamiah, stand-up heaven. This is my daughter, heaven, who just turned 17. Y'all give her a big hand clap. Okay, heaven, I'm going, to, uh, I'm going to give you, and you're going to receive a dollar. Open your hands. All right. Now, who has the dollar? I have the dollar. So watch this. Now, who did most of the work? I did. What did she do? She just accepted it and already put it in her pocket. Okay. That's Decamiah. But that's not what he was saying in Mark 11. Mark 11 is the other word that's in the Greek called lambano. Everybody say lambano. And lambano doesn't mean to accept. It means to take hold of and to seize. So this is what he was saying. He says, when you pray, he says, if you will believe that you will receive or take and seize, you shall have it. Now, heaven, I'm going to give you this dollar. But I need you to come lambano this dollar. Do you see the difference? One of them is passive and one of them has some energy or some effort to it. And so a lot of us, we go in our closet and we pray and we're waiting to get something when when you pray, you should leave with something. Now watch this now. This is going to change your life right here. Now, in Mark eleven twenty four, when he says, believe that you receive, you and I must learn how to believe we receive something before we see it or get it. Amen. Now, let me tell you what I mean. When you look that word believe up in the New Testament, that particular word believe in Mark 11, it also means to credit. Everybody say to credit. It means to credit. And I looked up the word credit in the dictionary, and this is what it says. Confidence in a purchaser's ability and intention to pay. It also means, watch this, credit or believing is displayed by entrusting the buyer with goods or services without immediate payment. So what he was saying in Mark 11, he says in order for you to believe you receive, he says what you need to do is you need to go and pray, watch this now, and go get the goods and services without paying. You say, well, Pastor Evan, break it down. I am going to break it down. Because believing, watch this, is your credit card spiritually. Everybody say, believing, believing. is my spiritual credit card. God has given us the ability. Remember now, how many things are possible when we believe? Oh, so now I have a credit card called all things are possible. You know, they say, well, what's in your wallet? 
and you have all those credit cards. Well, this credit card I'm talking about, it's, it's called the All Things Are Possible credit card. And watch this now. The credit line is the Word of God. So now my credit line can go as far as I want it to go because watch this, heaven and earth will pass away, but this Word ain't going nowhere. So now I have a credit card called All Things Are Possible. And I have a credit line that says, guess what? Heaven and earth is going to pass away. That means now there's one thing left over. What happens now after you go into the store, pull out your credit card, you have sufficient credit, and then they they spit something out when when you pay for it? What spits out? The receipt. Well, guess what? The receipt, because remember, I'm going to show you the process. The receipt here is your confession. I'm going to prove it to you. Go to uh, 2 Corinthians 4. Go to 2 Corinthians 4. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. The more of God's word you hear, the, the higher your credit line becomes. See, many people, they don't have a, a big credit line because they don't know no word. Little word, little credit. What's sad is you got, you got a, a, a million dollar desire, but you got $10 worth of line of credit. Because all you know is $10 of the word. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Remember now, the credit card is my believing. The line of credit is the word of God. Well, the receipt, watch this now, is my confession. Look at 2 Corinthians 4, look at verse 13. He says, we having the same spirit of faith, According as it is written, I what now, class? I believe. Now, let me ask you a question. Is that past, present, or future? That's past tense. He says, you know what? I have believed, and therefore have I what? He said, the only way that I was able to believe is when I said something. Then watch what else he says. He says, therefore, we also what? Believe, and therefore we what? So the proof of my believing or the receipt that I have believed is what I have said. And so many of us, we go up to the counter, we pull out our credit card, they swipe the credit card, and then we walk away without the item because we don't leave with a receipt. So now, here's the process. Everybody say, here's the process. Go back to Mark 11. Go back to Mark 11. Let me show you the process. The process is this. He says, you know, when you go, therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray. Okay, so let's pretend that I desire a Bible. And let's just pretend that this is not mine. So Joshua, my nephew, is going to hold my Bible. All right. And uh, it says that whatever things I desire, So your desire could be a car. Your desire could be a new weave. Your desire could be a new house. Your desire could be a refire. Whatever it is, your desire is confined to your heart. And see, that's why you need to be exposed. Because exposure will increase your desire. If you want to go to another level, find somebody who's on that level and just hang around them. 
Because eventually what they have in your life, watch this, you get exposed to, it now can now push your faith up to get it. Watch what he says. What things soever you desire, whatever that is. Then the next process is when you what? When I what? When I pray. So now when I'm in my prayer closet, I'm saying, Father, your word says what things soever I desire when I pray. Believe I receive them and I shall have them. Father, I'm believing you for a new Bible. And because, Father, I know your word is so, I'm thanking you now in advance for my Bible. And I declare with my mouth that that Bible is mine in Jesus' name. Amen. So watch this. While I was praying, I spiritually, because everything starts spiritually. Before the earth existed, what happened? God said, let there be what? Light. So listen, a word, spirit. Jesus said, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. So in order for me to receive spiritually, I have to start with the word. So while I'm in my prayer closet, I receive lumbano by opening up my mouth and the proof of my receipt is what I, is what I say. So now I'm leaving my prayer closet. I don't not have my item. I have my item because the item is in my mouth. So now when you see me and you say, well, Evan, where's that Bible at? I got it. When did I get it? I got it over here when I pray. I'm not going to get it. I have it. Now here's where the conflict comes in. Watch this now. Here's where the conflict comes in. You have to understand that believing you receive is the spiritual part. It's the spiritual part. And shall have is the natural part. Okay, so I don't have to have, watch this, the shall have before I get to you shall receive. I don't need, I can receive without having a shall have right now because I have received it when I pray. And so as long as I keep my mouth right, Now go to G- Genesis 15. We're going to close right here. Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Go to Genesis 15. I'm going to put the icing on the cake now. Because, see, God knows that we are three-part beings. He knows that we, are, we have a body which possesses a soul and we have a spirit. He knows that. So you know what? God has a way to help us out even in the natural. When I say the natural, I mean our soul. Because, see, if I received it in the spirit, if I got it, eventually it's going to have to manifest in the natural. And that's why you have to say something. Because if God, listen class, if God had to say something, you got to say something. God didn't sit around all day and just thinking in his mind, let there be light, let there be light, let there be light, let there be light. I'm in my Zen room, let there be light, let there be light. I'm thinking all these things, thoughts, oh, I'm thinking they're wonderful. No, no. He didn't think it, he said it. So when I believe I receive in my prayer closet, my receipt is my confession. But let me show you how else God has helped us out in this process. Because he knows sometimes we're like Thomas and we need to see something. So I'm going to show you how to see something before you get it. Go to Genesis. Where I tell you to go? 15. Look in verse 1. Genesis 15. This was God talking to Abraham. And he says this. 
after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision. How did it come? In a vision. What do you see? Don't you see something in a vision? All right, he showed him in a vision. He says, fear not, Abraham. I'm your shield, your exceeding great reward. And Abraham said to him, Lord, what you going to give me? That's what he say. Lord, what you going to give me? Seeing I go childless. So Abraham saw himself childless. So let's see how God fixed that. He says, and behold, you have given me no seed. Look now in, that's a long verse, so we'll just keep reading that one. One born in my house in mine era. And behold, the word of the Lord, what came to him? The word of the Lord came to him saying, this shall not be your heir, but he that shall come forth out of your own bowels shall be thine heir. And he, watch this now. So he said, Abraham, they showed up together and uh, God said, Abraham, I'm everything you need. And Abraham said, what you going to give me? I ain't got no son. I don't see myself with a son. And God says, okay, come here, Abraham. I need to do something to you. So then the Bible says that he said, and he brought him forth abroad and said, look now toward heaven and see the stars. Can you number them? And he said unto him, so shall thy seed be. Now watch this now. Before God showed Abraham the stars, Abraham saw himself as childless. God knew that Abraham needed something to see for him to believe. So he took him outside. He said, now look at all the stars. Can you count them? He says, no. He said, now that's how Many kids, you're going to have one day. And then the Bible says, watch this, this is powerful. And he what? He what? He believed. What made Abraham change from not seeing himself with no children to seeing himself with some children? He got a vision, watch this, of what God promised. A vision board started all the way back here in Genesis. Oh, so you want to know why you need to put something up in, so you can see it? You want to know why did I keep in front of this pulpit the picture of the church? You want to know why you need to have a vision board at home and you need to cut out what you believe in God for? You know why? Because God knows you need to see it for you to get it. So now I know I'm going to get what I'm believing for because my receipt is consistent. My mouth is right. And my eyes are right because now I'm putting in front of me what I want to see. I mean, if I don't want to drive a Hyundai, I shouldn't have one on my screensaver. If I want to get married, I don't, listen, let me, go get you a photo of you and then find a photo of somebody else. No, no, forget that. Find one of your old boyfriend photos that y'all taking a picture together or girlfriend and y'all picture together. Cut their head off. <laughs> Go find a face you like. Put some Elmer's glue on that thing. So when you walk by, you see yourself married. Go to the dealership. Go get in the car you want. Have somebody to take a picture of it. Let the salesman do it. 
You go and you take that photo and you put it on your screensaver. You put it on your refrigerator. You put it on your desk. You put it everywhere. So now you see yourself driving what you want and not what you have. I'm telling you it works. I'm closing with this. Yes, I am closing with this. So uh, when we... When God told me to move our church here, I didn't know where to go. We were at the elementary school. We ran out of space. And I didn't want to preach twice. So we had, a, we had a couple of options. For me to preach twice and we have two services like we have now or find a bigger place. Well, I didn't want to preach twice at the time. So I said, Lord, what do you want to do? And I was praying one day and I got a vision of this auditorium. Didn't know where it was. Didn't even know Seguin High School existed. So I'm praying. God gives me a vision. I'm like, man, where is that place at? So I get in the car after I got through praying because it's fresh. I could see it. I mean, it was real. And I get in the car, and I'm driving, 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 and finally I'm tired of driving. I'm like, Lord, where is this place at? He said, well, had you asked me up front, you wouldn't have wasted all your gas. <laughs> so I was like, well, where is this place at, God? He says, now, go on Eden Road where, you, where y'all already having church and go the other way. Because I knew if I went the other way, I'd hit Cooper and gone off been that way. He says, you need to go the other direction. I said, but the other direction is a dead end. He says, I know that. <laughs> I had never went on a dead end. Because it was a dead end, I didn't need to have anything over here, so I never went in that direction. So I got in the car, and I went to this direction, and guess what's at the dead end? Seguin High School. So then I come inside, and I say, hey, do you all have like an auditorium or something like that? You know, like a church could have church in. They said, we have an auditorium. I said, can I see it? And they brought me in here, and I said, oh, this is the place. So then here's the story. So then it's time for me to give my church vision. So I came in, and before I gave them the vision, I would come in this place and sit right here and just vision this whole auditorium full. It's pretty full today, ain't it? Okay, so what I saw has already happened. But see, I had to get my church to see that. Remember, he says, you believe, you receive, right? So once I got out of prayer, I knew this thing was done. So I went and I took a picture of this auditorium and I gave it to every church member. I said, here, now I need y'all to put this on the refrigerator because I know you're going to go there. I had a scripture on there, and I said, when you see that picture, just say the scripture. So then it was time. Here's the, here's the end of the story that I want you to get. Then it was time where this auditorium became full like it is. And the Lord said, you need to do two services now. Now, before we got to the once to two services, when we moved in, we might have been uh, probably where that lady is right there. Right there. Hold your hand up, ma'am. Right here. Sweetie, you. Yeah, hold your hand up. See, we probably had filled up this much, right? Just the middle, too, when we first moved here. And I told our church, I said, don't look at the empty chairs. They'll be full one day. How would I know that? Because I believed I received. And my receipt or proof that I did was my mouth. And then I took the picture. And what I would do is on Easter Sunday, because how many know Easter Sunday is when everybody comes to church? Man, I, would, I took a picture on Easter Sunday with all the church, all the, you know, it's all being fooled. And that's, that, was my, that was my vision. My thing to you today is, what do you believe in God for? Because it's in your power. 
So I believe I'm, I, I, I want to pray for some impossible situations today. I don't know what you got going on, but I do know one thing. It's in your power. Father, in Jesus' name, as we have heard the word, I pray the word has sunk in deep inside of our hearts. And Father, there are some impossible situations that people are facing today, but you said that impossible situations are defined by the possibilities of our believing. And I pray today that they got it. And they'll play this over and over and over and over and over, Father. And whatever situations they're facing, I thank you for a testimony that they'll have of how you brought them out. The Lord is saying to me now, the, the impossible situation you're facing, when you go back and pray about it, the vision that you need to walk out of your prayer closet with is the end result of what you want to see. He says, and, and, uh, whatever you want to see being done, if that's a new car, see yourself in it. If it's a new job, see yourself in it. If there's favor in a situation, see yourself getting favor. And he said, if you can see it, I can do it. And Lord, we thank you now for the word that's going to change our lives. In Jesus' name. Whatever you hear about, if you're here today, you say, Pastor Evan, if I die today, I'm not sure I'd go to heaven. If that's you, I want to pray for you. You know, the Bible says...